walk into this room at your own risk, because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has refinements, technological advances, and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. It has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. Doomsday Clock. Week 67, 7 hours 30 minutes to Doomsday. Um... Oh, hi, Doug. How are you, mate? Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. No, no, wrong, wrong movie. I, I know I'm wearing a dress, um, but that's more for comfort than anything else. Uh, how did I end up here? <laughs> um, so right now, you're asleep, all right? Okay. And, and, and Babs has transferred your unconscious mind as a hologram into the pocket dimension. The pocket dimension? Yeah, well, so you know how like, I've obviously got this lovely new couch and like the big tally, but there's nothing else. There is actually nothing else here. No, no, it, it, it's it's all black. Um, so I look, I don't understand the science, but apparently there was the dimensional rip. There was a, a second apocalypse. Everything got blown up. Babs just sort of shot me in here. So that's look. The good news is I can get you whatever you want. Mm. The bad news is, um. Don't sit on that scorch mark on that couch. That used to be a cat. That was the cat? Well, Bab said you could get whatever you want. I said, I want a cat. It came in, sat on the couch, burst into flames. Right, right. And I'm I'm not, I'm just a hologram, so there's no likelihood of me bursting into flames here. No, no, look, uh, while, you know, it has been mentioned that you are hot, um, you're not likely to burst into flames, which is a good thing. Yeah, I should say so. Oh, right. Uh, just, you know. So, pocket dimension, I'm here as a hologram, so why did you bring me back then? On board. Well, well I suppose that's good. I don't know whether you noticed. There's, there's, uh, look, I've got, got no one to fucking talk to. Like I said, I wanted a cat. I got a scorch mark. Um, so... You know, like last time you were here and we watched like Exterminator Two. Yeah, it's the Exterminator Ring, and it was it was good fun, right? Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it I, so much so that I wished there had been two thousand nine hundred and ninety eight sequels to that movie. It's funny you should mention that because I just happen to have a copy of the Exterminator Three Thousand. The Exterminator Three Thousand. We sh- we should watch that. We should talk about that movie. We we should watch and talk about that movie. So let's do that now. The Exterminators of the Year 3000, 1983. In the year 3000, the Earth has turned into a desert after nuclear war. A group of survivors runs out of water, so they need to search for the valuable water, but it will not be easy, because other groups also want to get it at any cost. The year is 3000. A war has left Earth a scalding desert wasteland. For a man and a boy, saving mankind has become a race against time. There are bands of marauders in that desert, hunting for water day and night. Now humanity is pitted against ruthless terminators, killing and scavenging for whatever they can keep. Tell me about that secret water, or he'll break your arm in two. Earth's final battle cry will be heard with the exterminators of the year 3000.
What is it, son? What's wrong? Is it true that Daddy's a traitor? Once more into the breach, you mother grabbers! Let's purloin that water! something, kid? I get tired of listening to you. That's what you always say. Exterminators of the Year 3000. Now, I'm not sure about this movie, and, and uh, I feel like I might have seen it before. <laughs> yeah, Exterminator 2, remember? Oh, just 2,990 times more different. Yeah, I want to think that maybe what happens is every time they do a sequel, they start increasing the, the, the level of absurdity. So at this point, the world's gone. Mm, it, it, it is gone, and... Before we go any further, we probably should talk about the people that were in this movie. It was directed by Giuliano Carnimo as Jules Harrison, best known for 1972's The Case of the Bloody Iris, 1975's Convoy Buddies, and 1968's Find a Place to Die. I've seen The Case of the Bloody Iris. It's not a bad job. I like that movie. I have never heard of Convoy Buddies, though, and I kind of feel like I'm less of a man for not seeing that. Yeah, I reckon it's somewhere between Christopher, whatever his name is, in Convoy, yep. and then Uncle Jesse in BJ and the Bear. <laughs> I think it's somewhere in there. Uh, a middle ground of some description. <laughs> some kind of Italian middle ground. <laughs> All right, and speaking of Italian middle ground, it starred Robert Iannucci as Alien, best known for... Really, this, Young Doctors in Love, and 18 Wheels of Justice. <laughs> Which used to be the name for my uh, pushbike. Uh, well, of course it yeah. was. 
that, that that's a lot of gears, really. Yeah, eighteen wheels of justice on a push. Bike. You should have seen the size did, of it. Did you? Did Did you have the banana seat with the sissy bar at the of, back? And of course, and a basket in the front for my teddies. That's exactly it. That's what makes it extra cool. <laughs> Speaking of extra cool, we also have Alicia Morrow as trash. Uh, <laughs> no woman should be called trash. No woman should be called trash. Um, she's best known as Maureen from 1988's Slugs. I love that movie. Elena, I know how much you love Slugs. And I have seen Slugs many times, and I've got to say, I don't remember Maureen, but still. Uh, Elena in 1988's Dark Mission, Evil Flowers. Yep, that is a dark mission. Um, that is a, any, look, I think gardening should be just referred to as the darkest mission. Yes. <laughs> It's hard work and outside, and I don't want to do it. And also appearing in the oddly, oddly titled Golden Balls in 1993. Yeah, um, you know, uh, Golden Balls called Goldfinger. They want their, their joke back. Maybe it's the sequel to Goldfinger. Maybe it is. Gold Balls. Mm. <laughs> there we go. And see now... <laughs> I've got a picture of Christopher Lee just just wearing that white suit, scratching his nuts, just going. <laughs> <laughs> and Luciano Pigozzi as Papillon. He appeared as Alan Collins. Now I still don't understand the whole like changing the names. I know it was the, the idea was to get it across to an American market, but they picked the strangest names. They're all very John Smith. Yeah, I think um, that's just how the rest of the world sees your standard Westernised English names. <laughs> it's all Alan Collins yeah. or John Smith. Um, but I would say yeah. that if you're setting a movie in the future in a post-apocalyptic world, you can use the name Papillion. I think that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. And of course, good old Alan, best known for more than a hundred Italian genre classics like 1983's You're the Hunter from the Future, mm-hmm. 1972's All the Colours of the Dark. Yep. Uh, I, we all love All the Colours of the Dark and we both know why. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and the confusingly titled Kill, 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 Kill in 1971. I'm not sure if anyone dies in that movie. No. Maybe false advertising. I think, I think it's a family musical. <laughs> this all, this movie was also called Il Gastuzzi Dalla Star. As you'll notice, my Italian is almost as good as yours, Duncan. Uh, not quite, but um, several hundred pounds spent on Rosetta Stone will get you there. Thank you for coming home. Sorry that the chairs are all warm. I left them here, I could have sworn. These are my salad days, maybe an eternal away. Just another play for today. Oh, but I'm proud of you, but I'm proud of you. Nothing left to make me feel small. Luck has left me standing so
first impressions count. We did chat about it earlier, but we <laughs> this movie starts with no apparent introduction to what happened to the world, does it? No, none at all. Um, and handily enough, watching it, it kind of looks like what Scotland looked like after the Baz came to power, so I felt right at home right away. Well, well, there is that, and I, I, I didn't want to bring that up, but Baslandia was really a barren wasteland, although I'm guessing that it wasn't water that was in short supply, it was actually uh, finger lubricant and scotch. Both in very short supply. Very, very short supply. In fact, mm. near in st- extinction. Near extinction? Mm. That poor little lube creature has been squeezed <laughs> into extinction. It's a horrible thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, it explains what they were doing with the German. Um, <laughs> the, the, the soundtrack for this movie really feels like it was better than the movie was. Oh, yeah. The soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal. And they remind you all the way through this movie. I think there's maybe about five yeah. minutes where there isn't any music. Yeah. And it's just like, I reckon they just said, look, this movie's going to be fantastic. Look, don't, don't watch. Just just go away and do it. And we'll put it in. And it's just like, every time I go, the soundtrack comes up, I go, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> they're just, they're just going to walk through the desert for a bit. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like any good post-apocalypse, we just have farmers and barbarians. Yep. That, that's it. Uh, no one else has a job. After nuclear war lands and the bombs drop, the only thing that will survive on this planet are cockroaches, farmers and barbarians, in that order. Yes. Oh, and insane policemen. Yes. Yeah. Insane policemen that can't find the lens for the other part of their sunglasses. <laughs> Yeah, how, how good are sunglasses when you've only got one Yeah, I was going to say that renders them basically useless, <laughs> unless you're blind in yeah, the eye without yeah. the lens. Well, and then just get an eye patch, because then you're that much cooler. Yeah, eye patches make everything better. Yeah. Now, speaking of things that make things better, um, there's no mention of the main character's first name in, in the first sort of half of the movie. Yep. At all. No mention of his name. Oh, I had him. And no mention of how we got here. No, oh, or, or of... Uh, or of the aforementioned exterminators <laughs> in this movie, uh, and, and until we found out later that apparently that's the name of the car. Yeah, yeah. Named this car Exterminator. The, yes, the Exterminator. And again, we don't see the car for good chunks of the movie because it gets stolen twice. Um, yep. Yeah. In my notes, I just had Alien down as Pretty Boy. He is ridiculously pretty for a movie like this. I don't know if that's because it's like that way for you. Well, you've not know this because you're so far out of time now. But in my time, mm. I grew up, and when you parked your less than suitable car beside a even mankier, if you're Scottish, you can use that word, but a, a kind of a, a more dilapidated version of a car, your car looks better. Um, and mm. that's kind of what I was thinking. He's in here with a lot of, let's put it this way, kind of fugly looking people. And as a result of that, he looks that more prettier. He does look very pretty. And, and yeah. I don't know. He he seemed to be a man out of time. Even in my time, no one is that pretty. No, no. That's mostly got to do with radiation, but it's a story <laughs> for another day. Um, and what one thing I did realise is that uh, in this future, the computer voices are really shit. Yeah, the computer voices are just a guy hitting their throat kind of quickly as they're talking you know this sort of idea Um, yeah that's what they're doing so the money went on all the hair products for our hero in this movie and not on the computer voice (laughs) no (laughs) and uh, speaking of money I wonder if they sent Vernon Wells a check for for for, for fake Wes (laughs) fake Wes Fake Wes. That, that, that's, uh, he's like that throughout my entire notes. Fake Wes and his, his weird alliteration. Yeah, yeah. Love alliteration. He, he's very, he was very well spoken for a wasteland lunatic, and it's so rare to meet them. <laughs> it's the last person that can read. Ah, that's what mm-hmm. it is. He's got a ponytail. That must make him smart. Yes. Tell Steven Seagal that. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes you swollen. Um. Did, I mean, towards the end, like after the wars, Stephen Seagal re- reached the point where he was in like my six hundred pound life, <laughs> and he was just like a, a block. He was like a huge refrigerator with a ponytail. It was bizarre. Rumor, rumor was that Stephen Seagal saved the American economy by becoming the size of Donald Trump's wall. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Maybe Donald Trump was using him like a piggy bank. He was just stuffing money down his. 
It'd be huge. It'd be bigly. Best ever. Um, <laughs> now, there was a lot of cars in this. No one wants to talk about vehicle safety. Yeah. It's important. No one wears seatbelts. It's, mm. it's important. I mean, I, I learned from this movie that if you bang your head in the windscreen, blood will shoot out. Yep, yep. I um, I yep, saw this as potentially a movie that could have been used in the time of the vehicle as a safety video because that would be more fun than the mm. ones you usually get. I, I don't know. Blood on the Ashfeld uh, <laughs> is one of my personal favourites. And it keeps getting funnier every single time. <laughs> every single um, time I see it. <laughs> well done. Um, now, you know, we did mention that obviously there are only uh, farmers and barbarians, but I think, and look, this is this is a lesson for you kids at home, as you head into the future, I suggest if you want a future-proof career, become either a mechanic or a welder. Yeah. It's it's called um, it's called future proofing yourself by seeing a gap in the market, ladies and gents. Where's the market heading? It's heading towards a world where we can only drive cars. Cars are the only way we can get around. So become a ma- mechanic or a welder. Because all those cars need big sheet metal <laughs> welded onto them, spikes sticking out, and just random stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, there you go, kids. Think about that as you head towards Armageddon. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. And speaking of little children, I hate Tommy. (laughs) He's like every child actor in every horror movie. I wanted him to die and he refused to do so. No, when you try to kill him, he just gets brought back like the $6 million man. They make him stronger and more annoying. (laughs) Stronger, faster, and more of a pain in the ass. But he can hold his beer, and I say that's great. Yep, yep, that's what I want in any child actor is the ability to hold their beer. Or my beer. Oh, yeah, that, something. Yeah, well, hold hold my beer. That's probably better because they can buy, you know what, they can buy their own damn beer. Hear me, Tommy? Buy your own damn beer. Tell me what you learned and keep it nice. Poor Tommy. Poor Tommy. Bet he thought this was going to be his big break. <laughs> oh, like every child actor, Tommy thought this was going to be, he was going to go stronger, faster. Every, he was going to be the next $6 million man. Mm-hmm. Well, the Italian $6 million man. And sadly, he ended up like Italian Spider-Man. And <laughs> we all know how that ended. <laughs> and I see of awesome. Wow, there, there, there is that, but Tommy just never made it. Yeah. And um, speaking, speaking of what happens in the future, even in the future, thoughts and prayers do nothing. No, no, never give thoughts and prayers <laughs> as a currency that does not amount to anything. Thoughts and prayers won't help. And uh, take that, farmers. Thoughts and prayers, suck it. Um, I thought it was nice that uh, fake Wes didn't swear. I'm setting a good example to the kids. 
Um, you know, we've got key phrases like once more into the breach, you mother grabbers. Now, I was shocked by this because I thought I was the only one that used the term mother grabbers, but turns out, turns out I may have stolen it from this movie that I hadn't seen. Well, let's see, I think, I think you using it has actually influenced the future ah. to the point where fake Wes, given that he's stolen his entire identity, decided that sounded like a good catchphrase. I'll steal that. Yeah, it kind of sounds like someone went through and edited it the way they used to edit TV shows in my youth to uh, avoid the watershed. Such notable examples used to be Robocop, which always made me smile. We wrote that. Sometimes we even called him Airhead. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, it's just like the greatest one. Or Melon Farmer. Melon Farmer's pretty good as well. Melon Farmer. I think the one that I remember best uh, would have to be uh, Dirty Harry, mm-hmm. and um, he's talking about you're the you're the dog or the meat, and you got to be careful where the dog meets you. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing that and going, "What? No, I'm pretty sure he's saying shit." Yeah, uh, his lip says shit. <laughs> the TV says meat, and yeah. I looked at one of my parents, and they went, "Don't worry, son," uh, and we just moved on. Yeah, I just imagine someone in the edit studio going, "Great save, guys! Great save." <laughs> they'll never know never seamless seamless <laughs> and speaking of seamless um i reckon tommy was dreaming of becoming the first white post-apocalypse blues man yeah when he found that that harmonica i thought there was going to be a point to that he had it he gave it a bit of a go and i thought you know what yeah tommy might be become likable no no bow, bow, da, da. ain't got no water bum 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 I can't drive yet because I'm a kid. But bum bum bum, you just ripped my arm off, baby. Bum 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 bum, and I can't remember what word I said to rhyme this shit. But bum bum bum, <laughs> there you go. Um, a lot of guitar. Speaking of air guitar, Tommy did do a little bit of air guitar he did. when he when he got the bionic arm. Yep. <laughs> Yes, and yet, unlike a normal teenage male, he didn't go and try and rip the lid off it. No. Because, <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest, you got a bionic arm, it's the first thing that's coming into your head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like, it's, a- yeah. it's for jacking off. Um, <laughs> and speaking of like, Tommy and, and doing that, um, I'm pretty sure giving beer to a kid will get you on a register, even in the future. Yeah, not if you call it Jesus, just. But then, then isn't it Kool-Aid and you have to sit down with all your friends and have a drink and have a really long nap? I just want to say that reference is alleged, even though you exist in a time frame where legally you're safe from prosecution. <laughs> I just want to future-proof or reverse future-proof myself, allegedly calling yes. it Jesus Juice. Allegedly. We'll allegedly. Yes. Allegedly, your worship. <laughs> yes. Small, small children enjoy gin with milk. So I've heard. Um... And yes, arsenic tastes like Kool Aid. Um, where are we? Duct tape fixes everything. Did you bionic arm? Duct tape. Yep, yep. It fixes yeah. it fixes everything in my time. It fixes everything in the future. And we'll, I, I'm mm. fairly sure. And if, if people would just go up to the ozone layer they destroyed through this nuclear war and just duct tape the whole, everything would have been fine. Yeah. See, I, I, I the only thing that sort of creeped me out a little bit was um, I'm pretty sure that Alien may have used the duct tape on the gerbil as well. Yeah. Well, if you've got a gerbil and you've got some duct tape, what are you going to do? Well, you know, he was willing to sleep with a woman called Trash. Yeah. So I don't think his his standards are that high. Not high at all. You do, would you want to sleep with Trash? Mm. Look, what I do in my time is my business, and uh, I won't speak ill of my ex-wife here. I don't think that's fair. That is fair. That is um, fair. I apologise for prying. Yes, you know. Now, while I enjoy a good pry, um, uh, running, getting run over by a truck turns your legs into mashable cloth. Yes. All the bones disappear out of your legs, and the truck will just run over and just leave a lovely dent yeah. in your legs. Future biology. Yeah. Mm, magically disappearing bones in the future. Um, I've never had that happen to me personally, but then again, I've never been run over by a truck. Oh, you've not lived until you've been run over by a truck. We'll see if we can sort that out for you, Witch. <laughs> maybe maybe I could just get a truck yeah. in here. There's plenty of room. Not <laughs> like, any problem with parking on we'll maybe, it. We'll maybe try and sort that out for you, Witch. Thanks? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> yeah. See, I'm just going to let it slide and go, I'm just going to keep nodding and not make eye contact. Don't make eye contact with the, with, with the hologram man going, we'll get you one over my truck. It'll be great. Um, 
<laughs> Much like this. Anyway, um, speaking of things that are maybe a little bit nicer, apparently when there was water, women were softer. Yep, yep. Now they're brittle. Yeah, they're, yeah. not enough water makes them a little brittle. You've got to be gentle with them. And, well, you know, they end up as trash, apparently. Trash. Mm. I mean, I, I do recall being told that if you put the lotion on your skin, um, it'll be fine. And if you don't, you'll get the hose again. Yep, you will get that hose. Because yeah, Precious tells you to put in the hose. Hello, Precious. We're fucking so hard. Speaking of like people getting fucked so hard, uh, if if you've learned nothing from the future, it's to never, never volunteer for flamethrower duty. Yes, yes. No good will ever come from it, even though it sounds like the best duty ever. No good will come from it. Yeah, no good. You'll, you will end up on, unless, of course, you are the Exterminator 2, or even the original Exterminator, anyone else, flamethrower, get it. You're going to end up just in a bad way. If you want to partake in flamethrower duty in a safe manner, and by safe I mean in excruciating pain forever, get syphilis and pee. Mm, P fire. P fire. Fire. Yes. Uh, although that does lead to having to, like, obviously urinate out in the yard. Yes. Otherwise, you burn your house down. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Eddie Murphy taught us that. Yeah. <laughs> Fling shooting out my dick. Uh, <laughs> no fire shoot out my dick. Um, and, uh, well, apparently Papillon was an astronaut, and I get the feeling that he'd like to see Uranus. He will have to stand in a long queue of people that want to see Uranus. Yes, yes, he will have to stand in a long queue, but I get the feeling that he's willing to wait. He just, he, he had, I'm going to say it, he, he had the insane Brimley look about it. Yep, he had a, what I like to call a 10-yard stare. Mm, mm. Ten, 10 yards and a good 12 inches in your collar. <laughs> uh, Girls on LSD love tongues who have bad habits. Protestant chicks get their kicks from down in mummy's tablets. Tried to kick the half blood money for a loud mouth, but it wound up as I found out. All hung up and strung out. Push, push and shovel love down your throat. Push, push and shovel love down your throat. How would you like to try something a little different? This'll keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. 
Now, back to the cutting room. I'm sure you've got questions. Ask me anything. <laughs> I don't know a lot about what happens in the future other than obviously what happened outside my bunker, but um, if you're wearing a motorbike helmet and you hit your head on the rock, how do you die? Isn't that what helmets are for? You would think. You would think. But this movie is, as we have already described, a movie which is trying to buck the conventions of car safety. No one's wearing seat belts. You mm. live. You wear a helmet, you die. Yeah. See, that's it. Wear a helmet and die. Yeah. Well done, kids. Um, now, we, we did mention, obviously, Aliens, wonderful, wonderful hair. Um, it, I, know, I know that people pretty much stopped washing their hair in, in my time, but um, uh, do you know how to get your hair with so much body and shine without actually washing it, Duncan? Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. <gasps> or maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> uh, advertising is universal. Um, <laughs> uh, if it's so hot, like due to the lack of ozone that they refuse to fix with duct tape, why is everyone wearing like wool caps and, and leather jackets? But w- wouldn't that be like really like just? Uh, I think uh, to to use one of your phrases, a little manky. Yeah, I think it's a little manky. Just imagine the smell. Maybe that's why uh, why Alien is so popular. Uh, he just reeks of manliness. It's maybe why that woman's called trash as well because she smells of it. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> she smells like low tide. <laughs> Awkward. Um, remember, girls, keep your mimsy clean. Yeah. Um, maybe she's born with it. Um. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> yes, maybe it's a yeast infection. Yep. Um, now, when they ripped off Tommy's arm with the motorcycle, which, I, look, I had high hopes. I thought they were going to go the whole four motorbikes, four chains, you know, draw and quarter him. They only just sort of did half of it. You really dislike you think Tommy. First- <laughs> <laughs> He's just such a whiner, you know. And, and why is he the only kid with a pet? Did you see any other animals? No. He's spoiled. That's what it, typical spoiled farmer kid. He's got a mullet. He just needs to get over it. Stop doing unnatural things with it. And you know what? I'm glad that he couldn't masturbate again. To hell with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You lose that arm, you're going to be thinking, I'll never masturbate again successfully. And then you get that robot arm, and then you've got to ask yourself exactly the same question again. <laughs> Will I be able to masturbate successfully? So. Successfully. Well, yeah, well, I get to do it just one time, <laughs> and then never again. <laughs> it's just like this. But you know what? I think you're going to go out happy. Just woof. Right off. Um, where does that gerbil go? It's in his bag. It's in his jacket. It disappears. It comes back. Um, These are conversations I we mean, should look, speak to Richard Gere about, just in case. Mm, well, Richard, uh, yeah, look, I can't tell you how Richard ended, but um, let me just say this, that a gerbil is not the same as a wombat. Oh, no. Right. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Richard didn't end well. Um, but still, it was funny. Um, now, I'm not a mechanic, but randomly adding cylinders and carburetors to a vehicle doesn't necessarily improve it, does it? Don't tell me that. I've just bought a lot of carburetors and cylinders to improve my vehicle. <laughs> uh, look, as I said, I'm not a mechanic. And, I mean, uh, Papillon is a scientist. Well, he's an astronaut and possibly a pedophile. Um, but he seemed to think that just adding carburetors and stuff to the vehicle was doing, look, I wish you the best of luck. If you're trying to build, um, you know, the Exterminator 3001, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes more means more. Yeah, well, does more means more. More power. More. More power. More power. More. Thank you, Christopher. And, um, well, we did mention it, but, yeah, is anyone going to sleep with a woman called Trash or a guy called Alien? Does that mean he wants to, like, probe you in an uncomfortable way? Oh, I like it. Just imagine what their child would be called. Mm. Steve. Steve, cool. clearly Steve. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm, I was going to go with Gary. I reckon he's Gary. Yeah, I like that as well. It's little baby Gary, Gary see, I'm, son of Alien and g- Trash. G- that's it. See, Gary the scab baby. Scab baby for um, the win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why he'd be scared, baby, but I just get the feeling. Yeah. With a mum like Trash, I reckon he's just going to come out covered in weird sores. Um, oh, that makes me feel a wee- little bit uncomfortable and oddly erect. Uh, 
And if the exterminator is so good, how did it get bogged in sand and stuck on rocks so much? Because I think he's not good at all. I think he's actually pretty bad driving that car. I think that car is not that great. And I think that what we found is, just to your point, you can do all you want to a car, but if you're a farmer or a barbarian and not a mechanic or a welder, all that stuff's not going to do anything to your car at all. It's just going to bog you down That's right. in sand and get you stuck on rocks. Right. So he he's like, you know, the Uber driver with like a 34% rate. <laughs> it's quite high in the year 3000. It's got a 34% rate. Wow. Yeah, well, that's because there's only like six cars, but still. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm going to leave my review of my Uber driver, worst drive ever, was attacked by strange people, um, uh, a, a fake Wes, um, my water was stolen and I was anally probed, two stars out of five. Exactly, two stars, there was a kid in the back seat that didn't stop fucking warning the whole time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and quietly flexing his artificial hand and looking at my earrings. <laughs> Your time is almost up, so give me your final thoughts. Well, there was any? Was there other than apparently uh, adjusting a? Uh, I think some sort of mechanical thing. Uh, how did Tommy automatically get a bionic arm? That is a good question and one for the ages. Do, do you think maybe it's atomic? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. An atomic arm. Let's. He's got an atomic bionic arm for no apparent reason. And while there's a lot of, like, probe talk in this movie, um, would you really drink water that comes from the bowels of someone? <laughs> that word puts me off straight away. <laughs> <laughs> See, that I was exactly the same. They're, they're, you know, they're, oh, we're going to get water, and it's come from the bowels of the earth. And I go, no, I'm out. Yep. I, I'd rather be thirsty. Yep. Hashtag rather golden showers th- are not for drinking. No, no. But I do recall that apparently cornflakes are like a refreshing golden shower. Mm. <laughs> Cornflakey. Um, why? Why is the water pump guarded by mutants in rubber black night suits? Why not? Yeah, look, I wanted to know their story. You know, they had a religion. There was, you know, there was obviously something going on with them. No, we don't care about that. We're just going to kill them, see one of their freaky faces, and then that's the end of it. Yeah, I like to think that this is the 
precursor to the future version of the Spanish expo- exposition. Um, that's what I like to think. I think this is. Ole. Yeah, I think this is future Monty Python. <laughs> Ah, uh, oh, see, mm-hmm. I was thinking more it, it, it could have been potentially they were related to the mutants from beneath the planet of the apes. Oh, that, nice. That, like that, that worshipped the bombs. Your, yours, your yeah. one's better. Let's do that. Let's do that. And I, I show my true face to my God and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, fantastic movies, boys and girls. Watch them. And uh, look, I don't think anyone really liked Wiz's, Wiz's girlfriend in this because she wasted water for no apparent reason other than just be a bitch. Yeah, yeah. That is just, that will put you on the fast track to bitchdom right there is wasting water in yeah. a time where there is none. Yeah. You know, if she waste, like she opened the tap and then drowned herself, that would have been an awesome death. Just to go, you know, in a land where there's no water, I fucking drowned. How do you like them apples? Mm-hmm. That see that would have been it, and, and in terms of deaths, um, look, I felt a bit sorry for Fake Wes. He died as an Indiana Jones sword guy ripoff. Yeah, you just don't build up your villain to have him die that way. Never good. No, I, I I felt sorry for him that you know pretty boy alien just went ah oh, just shoot you after you know running and you know he had his eye makeup on and he had his hair done and just yeah. and that was the end of it and all of his. Friends just left. They said, oh, fake Wes is dead. <laughs> going to go be a farmer. Fuck that shit. Or a barbarian. Well, that that's right. But can you be... I don't think there's a lot of safety in being a lone barbarian. I think you have to be part of a horde. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So take those skills, adapt them, and become a mechanic or a welder. More than the <laughs> A welder, see? You could be a barbarian welder. Oh, yeah. That's like the combination of the best two possible future identities for any one person. Yeah, Barbarian Welder. You could you could wield like the, the, the dual gas jet things and... So I know a lot about welding. I'm mechanically minded. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there, there you go. That makes me more manual. More manly. Almost as manly as Alien, but only just. 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 Now, um, I've seen a lot of Godzilla movies, right? And, and I've seen tiny towns blow up. Um this was not a good blowing up tiny town. No, 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 uh, no, no, it was not. It was, it was really, really, really bad. Uh, it makes you wonder how you can move so far into the future and yet your effects can get so shitty. Yeah, that was the question. I said, you know, I mean, look, we've all had, you know, someone shrink down a town and blow it up on us. And usually it goes off a real treat. Uh, unfortunately, apparently the instructions from obviously Japanese to Italian got a little mixed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's my only thought. That's my only thought. Now, speaking of obviously lost in translation, how did it end up raining? Like, oh, I'm not a scientist. I mean, look, you know, I'm not a gynecologist either, but I'll have a look. Um, I'm pretty sure blowing up a well does not kickstart the precipitation cycle. Now, you come from somewhere that is, you know, well, shrouded in rain for a lot of the year. What do you you know about rain, Duncan? It never rained in Scotland until someone blew up a well, and it's never stopped since. So, Uh, I blame Baz. Everyone blames Baz, including Baz. Yes, and the weird fountain with the water coming out of his butt is inappropriate. Always inappropriate. The celebration of IBS um, was never really well received. Now, (laughs) clearly, no one in this movie has heard of soil erosion or flash flooding because I'm pretty sure after that much drought, um, a whole lot of rain really isn't going to solve their problems. No, no. In fact, if anything, it's just going to make them worse. So, yay! Most people think there's a happy end to this story. Is there? Is there? No. 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 So, uh, in the future that neither Duncan or I live in, um, the world ended in flooding. And everyone had ankle-deep waders and still smelled funny because wearing rubber for that long is not good for you. It's a privilege, not a right. Exactly. Latex is not for everybody. Pooper, man. Spandex. It's a privilege, not a right. Yeah, I love you more than I've loved any man just now, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone would get that reference.
hear the drums echo into night And she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation She's coming in 12.30 flight The moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation I stopped an old man along the way Hoping to find some old forgotten words or ancient melodies He turned to me as if to say Hurry boy, it's waiting there for you You know what? I've enjoyed watching this movie with you, Duncan. Even in a weird holographic format. Yeah. It, it was a pleasure to have you here. It's just a shame that Alderaan had to go the way of the dinosaur. I mean, clearly my recorded message was meant for someone else. Well, look, if anything else, um, I understand that uh, it will spark a rebellion, uh, the likes of which none of us have ever seen. Oh, well, at least there's that. That's a, hey, every cloud yeah. has a silver. Yes. And if anything else, there'll be plenty of jobs for welders and builders. Um, I understand that uh, Death Stars require a lot of contract. Yeah, they don't build themselves. No, they don't. So think about that one on your way home. What happened to the contractors on the Death Star? Why won't someone think of the contractors? Think of the contractors. You have been listening to Witch versus the Doomsday Clock, a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Come join the rest of the Meat Popsicles in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash witch versus the doomsday clock. The replicant known as witch can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram by searching for T-H-E-W-Y-C-H. Now, in the words of Lord Humongous, Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. Big thanks to my fellow podcasters for their support. Rock on, my brothers.